Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Devi Marketplace. I'm your host today, Shane P. Hallam. Uh, Kane is not with us today. He combination of bad weather in Minnesota, and uh, he's getting LASIK, which is exciting for him. But uh, he's, you know, he's from the middle of nowhere, so he's got to drive out to the Twin Cities or something to get that. So he couldn't join us tonight. But Nelly is here. Nelly, how, how's it going? How you feeling? We had. Uh, Nice, nice week of football here. Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, it's been a great start to the new year. I'm wishing Kane well on his LASIK surgery. I hope that when he gets back, he can see the field a little bit better because it was clear to everyone other than him that TCU was going to win that game easily this past weekend. <laughs> um, so hopefully his eyesight gets fixed and he's able to see the light. Oh, man, man. You just, just right off the bat, just needling <laughs> him while he's not here. I love it. Um, ultimately... So, you know, look, uh, we are going to have our buy, sells, and unknown stocks at the end of the show, as we always do. I'll give a quick history minute as well. But um, for this show, since Kane's not here, we're like, let's just, let's just do a draft because it's just more fun. And so we want to do something a little bit different. And instead of doing a rookie draft or doing a Devi draft, um, we're going to be doing a, a cornerstone draft. So kind of the core, you know, cornerstone of your dynasty team is younger players. And so we are going to include in this draft rookies from the 2022 NFL draft. So guys that, you know, played the, the Brees Halls, the Drake Londons, um, the 2023 rookies. So that's everyone, you know, coming out and going to be drafted in April. And then guys that are eligible for the 2024 NFL draft as well. So when you're looking at Devies, you're looking at rookies, how how are we comparing these values? I think it's important, especially for trading. Now there's a lot that can go into this. You can kind of see what some of those values are. So I'm ex I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be difficult because I don't think either of us really have these rankings uh in a specific place. So so we'll be kind of switching up. We're gonna do two rounds and then we'll do a third rapid fire round that's the plan we'll keep it nice and short and sweet and you can tell us uh how you think we did you ready you ready for this deli are you let's do it all right all right um so you want you want the first pick or you want uh pick number two uh give me pick number two all right you can get the turn then i'll, I'll take the first pick and for me that is pretty easy the 101 i'm gonna take Bijan robinson the running back from Texas. Like I, I think he is the number one dynasty running back, you know, for, for all dynasties. So I would take him over Brees Hall here. You know, I take him over any of the players in the 2024 class and there's some good ones. Um, I think I take him over the quarterbacks currently in college football. I'm taking Bichon here at the one one yeah, that's what I would have done too, but I took the one or two because I actually think there's a guy who's close to him in value at this point, and that's Caleb Williams, quarterback at USC, uh, 2024 class, uh, so he'll be in next year's draft, not this year's draft. Um, he was the best quarterback in college football this year. He won the Heisman. Um, he's absolutely electric when you watch him play. His numbers absolutely pop off the screen when you look into what he's doing. Uh, he, he makes throws all over the field uh, like once a game. You're like, how did he do that? At least once a game. It's the closest that we've seen to like what Patrick Mahomes does in the NFL. 
Um, he's he's the closest that we've seen to doing that in college. Um, and he's uh, so he's there's going to be so much hype next year. Like the tanking for him in 2024 talks have already started, and the 23 draft hasn't even happened yet. So, yeah, I mean it's it's getting insane. And you know, once again, if it wasn't obvious with Noe's pick, this is a super flex tight end premium draft. That's what we always draft. Uh, Caleb Williams. You know, I think it's an interesting conversation where these quarterbacks kind of fall because I think I'm with you. I have I've not bumped Caleb Williams above my 103 pick yet, um, and maybe I should because I do think the value is going to be there. But I'm I'm going to take Bryce Young, quarterback at Alabama at the 103. Here, here's my reasoning: is Bryce Young? We know he's an athlete. We know he can run the football. I think we saw in this bowl game that they just played against Kansas state. I mean, his, his arms phenomenal. His ball placements phenomenal. Like I think Bryce young is potential fantasy wise to be really good. I have CJ Stroud higher in my NFL draft rankings. I probably will. Bryce young probably gets drafted over him. I don't think it's guaranteed, but I think for fantasy, I think Bryce young could be, you know, what Kyler Murray has been, what some of these players have been. So I'm going to go Bryce young one of three. Yeah, this is this is tough at the 104. Ultimately, I'm going to go with Brees Hall running back for the New York Jets. Uh first first player from the 2022 class. Uh and Sands, uh the ACL this year, I think he would have been uh potentially my 102. Um he was he was unbelievable to start his rookie season. Um and he was getting better better every week. Now the ACL is a huge downer. Um but it was relatively clean. There was only slight meniscus damage uh, along with it. So he should be good to go to start next year. And it's not one of those, it, with it being just the ACL, it's not one of those ones that generally takes a ton of time to get back. So even if he comes back, he's like 75, 80% next year. I think in the long run, he's going to be uh, a top five dynasty running back. Yeah, this isn't a Javante Williams situation where it's worse Yeah, than just the ACL. Um. Yeah, so I think I think this gets tough. Um, twenty-three. Ah, man, I'm I'm between like I feel like two players are a complete opposite ends of the spectrum, right? <laughs> of, of where um of where they're gonna go. I I'm gonna play it safe here. The one hundred five. I'm gonna take Kenneth Walker, the running back for the Seattle Seahawks here. And I think people are too low on him. He He's the clear-cut RB1. He had that stretch when he was healthy where he was just pretty dominant for Seattle. He's a team that I think is going to get better. I think I take him over Jameer Gibbs. I, I think it's close. I think Walker's a little bit safer right now. We've seen him do it. I'm going to take him over Jameer Gibbs. Maybe it's a little high, but uh, I think Walker is is a buy right now. Yeah, that wasn't where I saw you going, um, which makes this pick a little bit harder. But I'm going to stick with my plan here. Um, not that it's a bad pick. You're right. I just I think people are little. He's gone a little bit under the radar for myself included. Um, but to the 106, I'm going to go Drake May quarterback at UNC. Um, 
he is my Debbie quarterback too. And that's including the, the incoming rookie class. Although I think it is very close. And I, I say that acknowledging that he has more risk than uh, Bryce young, who you already took and CJ Stroud, who will get taken soon. Um, that being said, I think he has a ton of upside. He, he ran more than Caleb Williams did this year. Uh, he ran for, Almost, uh, he ran for over 500 yards. I don't have the exact number on me, but he's a serious threat on the ground, and and that's while being extremely, extremely efficient through the air, making a ton of throw, ton of NFL throws. He's got prototypical size. Uh, he's a smart player, um, and I think he's a top five pick next year in the draft as well uh, on his current trajectory. And they've done a good job at UNC. I was worried with Josh Downs leaving weapons wise, but they've done a good job bringing in weapons for him for next season. I think the upside's big. I, I couldn't take Drake May there, but um, I you know just that extra year, so much can happen. Yeah, I get it. I I knew you wouldn't take him here, and I was considering waiting off. But I, I want to stick to my valuation there. Yeah. Uh, so another another tough choice, but I'm I'm gonna go with the 107. I'm gonna take Marvin Harrison Jr., the wide receiver from Ohio State. First receiver off the board. I think what we saw him do, you know, in the Rose Bowl as a freshman and then all this season, being the wide receiver one, dominating Keely Ringo in the Georgia defense in the playoff game. I, I think he's going to be close to that Jamar Chase. I think he's going to be close to that AJ Green, Julio Jones, you know, level of receiver prospect. I think that is worth a lot. Uh, and so once again, it's kind of, I think a safer pick in many ways. I think Marvin Harrison could not step on the college football field again and be drafted in the top five, of the NFL draft in 2024. I take that at the one seven. If you could get Jamar Chase, you would do it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I probably need to be higher on him. Um, one oh eight, I'll go to his quarterback, CJ Stroud. Just talked about him. I think he's a pretty safe pick here. He's going to be a top 10 pick this year in the draft. Um, I think a lot of the questions that were out there about him, he triumphantly answered this weekend against against Georgia. He handled the pressure extremely well. Uh, he ran a little bit when needed. Um, there were lots of low expectations for him this week because he generally is in a clean pocket and has struggled outside of outside of uh, the script. Um, but he, I, I think he he basically locked in t- uh, top ten status this this past weekend against Georgia uh, great size, super strong arm, more athletic than he, he tends to show uh, similar to what Justin Fields did in college in terms of like Justin Fields didn't run Ohio state uh, nearly as much as he is in the NFL. And I'm not saying CJ Stroud's going to run a ton in the NFL, but he'll be more than negative yards, which is what he is in college. I, th- I think it'll be Joe Burrow level, you know? Yeah. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I- Man, I wanted to take Stroud the last like two rounds. I was like, ah, man, I, I knew I don't want to get him. Uh, one hundred nine. I'll, I'll take Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. Um, I, you know, I think that top four of this rookie class: Bijan, Bryce Young, Stroud, Gibbs, all going in the top nine here. Um, Gibbs is, I, I think, is fifty fifty to be a first round NFL draft pick, and I think that's trending upward. He. Great pass catcher, you know, electric and explosive. There's a, he's going to be a weapon wherever he goes, even if it's a more crowded backfield than we want. And 
honestly, I like him more than the rookie running backs we have left. And I think the running back value, I just take over the receivers. Uh, even if it gets close. And, you know, I think the 2024 running backs in him are very close. Um, I think, think, I think this next tier is going to be a pretty big tier. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of debating when to go into that tier versus hitting on some, uh, some of the rookie wide receivers. It's hard to leverage them against each other. Um, yeah, let's, I'm going Drake London wide receiver for the Falcons. Um, I, for me, it's hard to pick amongst the top wide receivers in this class, but I still think he has the most upside because he has the alpha size. Um, he's put together great peripherals this year for Atlanta in terms of target share. The, the issue is they don't throw the ball very much. That's not going to stay the same throughout his whole career unless he's DJ Moore or Terry McLaurin. Um, but generally speaking, situation doesn't stay constant. Uh, for a player's whole career. So I'll bet on those peripherals, the pre-draft evaluations, the fact that he was number one off the board and has 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 done nothing to prove otherwise this season. Yeah, um, 111, I'll, I'll go with my top rookie receiver, and that's Chris Olave, the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Su- super close between him and Drake London. Like, if you would have taken Olave, I probably would have taken London here. But Olave's performed with... <laughs> a very suboptimal quarterback situation as well that you hope would improve. Uh, I think the Saints actually have a decent roster and a lot of this playing like a wide receiver one. doesn't seem like Michael Thomas might ever be back. So I think a lot is going to lock that in. I like this value here. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to take him. I thought I'd be able to get both because I actually think I'd like him just a little bit better than London, but Oh, well, uh, 112. I'll, I'll go with a third of, I think that tier um, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver for the Jets. I think he's third here because he plays for the Jets, and and that's really scary with what they've done in wide receivers in the past. Um, And who knows what's happening at quarterback there. But he has been very good despite that. Um, Another guy drafted very high, has has done well this year. I think I'm pretty happy with this wide receiver class and how it's turned out. All right, so let's let's recap here. Uh, the 101, Bijan Robinson, running back, Texas. 102, Caleb Williams, quarterback, USC. 103, Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. 104, Brees Hall, running back, the New York Jets. 105, Kenneth Walker, the running back, Seattle Seahawks. 106, Drake May, quarterback, North Carolina. 107, Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver, The Ohio State University. 108, C.J. Stroud, quarterback at The Ohio State University. 109, Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. 110, Drake London, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. 111, Chris Olave, wide receiver, New Orleans Saints. And 112, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, the New York Jets. The 201, I don't know if this one's going to surprise you, but um, I-, I think in a tight end premium, he deserves to go here at the 201. I'm taking Brock Bowers, tight end out of Georgia. I I, I tweet every time he makes a play. I think he's going to be what Kyle Pitts was supposed to be. Not that it's Kyle Pitts's fault or whatever, but I think Brock Bowers, the athleticism, the rushing ability, the dynamic weapon that he is, I, I think is more suited to the NFL right now where you can, you know, you can play him all over the field and do some different things with him. I think Bowers is going to be a fantasy, really good fantasy player. Should I take a tight end of the 201? Maybe not, but um, I'm definitely – you know, I'm definitely higher on him, I think, than than many. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Other than the Kyle Pitt statement, that one. That one <laughs> just, um, just singing. Yep, next next year. Next year will be Kyle. Yeah. Pitt. Uh, 
Who too? Um, I don't think this will be a surprise to you, but it might be a surprise to our listeners. I'm going to go Raheem Sanders running back at, at Arkansas here. He's my top running back in the 2024 class. Um, there's just nothing not to like about this guy. He's, he's big. He's like six two two twenty. He's, he's very athletic. He's got, he's got good high end speed. He's catching the ball out of the backfield. He was super productive on the ground this year and he was efficient too compared to his, uh, to his other talented running backs in his backfield. Um, I think he is the highest ceiling out of this class uh, next year. And I think he also has a pretty safe floor considering what he's produced already in the SEC. I think it's a good pick. Like I said, I think this tier is just very big. Like Raheem Sanders going 109 would be fine, you know, because I think that upside is there. Uh, this gets tough. Because I think this tier is big. Like, I, I'm going to go off my board, but I feel like if this was a competitive thing, I would take a different player here. But like I said, I think it's better to, to kind of go off the board. I, I'm going to take uh, the 203 Jackson Smith and Jigbo wide receiver from The Ohio State University. I don't think most people are going to have him as the wide receiver one. I don't think he's going to get drafted as the wide receiver one, but I do think the performance that he had last season with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave there does speak volumes as to the talent that JSN has draft capital could definitely knock him down and put him behind the other two receivers that will probably go pretty soon. Um, but I think second round in, in this, these cornerstone rankings, I like him over the rookies that we have left. I like him over the 2024 receivers that aren't Marvin Harrison. So I'll take him there. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, the those the incoming rookies that wide receiver tier is just so close. It, it's tough to pick between them. I'm gonna kind of game that because I'll take whichever one you leave me, and I'm gonna take uh, Travion Henderson here, running back at Ohio State. Uh, my running back two for 2024. I think probably consensus running back one for 2024. He just had such a down year this year. You know, his freshman year was so good, and expectations were high, but he struggled with injury mainly this year. Um, but that freshman season was. I, it's you can't just forget about that. Um, and if he's healthy going into his third year, I, I think we can see similar production. Um, uh, explosive on the ground, good through the air. He was a five-star recruit. You know, he's at Ohio State. Like it's these are all the makings of a top-tier uh, rookie running back. Yeah, like if this was competitive, I would have taken him in the two hundred three. Like you said, because that rookie receiver tier is so big. Um, so, so I get that. I think. He like literally in my Debbie rankings, which if you want our, all three of our Debbie rankings and the combined order, uh, join our discord. You can hit me up for the link and 25 bucks a year in our secret shopper program. You can get all of our Debbie rankings and all that. Um, I literally have three rookie receivers, Raheem Sanders, Travion Henderson, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's the Debbie rankings. Um, so I, I, I get it. And so, so I'll, I'm going to, play it safe at the 205 i'm going to take jordan addison the receiver from usc i'll leave you the big upside player you can have him i'm sure you're happy about it but jordan addison i think is probably the safest receiver in this group i think jsn has the most you know has some variable outcomes but is going to be pretty good i think addison is going to be solid going to be devonta smith type he's going to be a wide receiver two on a team and produce for fantasy and be inconsistent but he's always going to be good like he's such a good route runner he gets open so I'm a fan. Two hundred five. I'll take Addison. Yeah, I can't hate that, but I will take Glenn Johnston 
uh, TCU wide receiver at 206. Um, he, like you said, he, he's the he's the moonshot. He's the ceiling play. Um, he's a little bit of a unicorn in terms of his his average depth of target combined with his uh, yards after catch ability. No one uh, there's if you get a graph where the x axis is the 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 average depth of target target and the the y axis is the yards after catch. It's usually a pretty inverse relationship, and he's just so good at both. And there's no one that compares to him. Six uh, three. Uh, catching screen passes, catching slants, taking him to the house against Michigan. Um, I think he's. I think he's going to be the first wide receiver off the board this year in the draft. The production is good too. Uh, to back that up, he, he is a strong profile, and, and I'm happy with him here. Yeah, I, th- I think you can't go wrong with those guys at the 207. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going back to tight end. Well, give me give me Michael Mayer, tight end at Notre Dame with the 207. Going to be a first-round pick, probably a top 15, top 20 pick. Uh, I think a tight end premium. I th- I think at this point I take him above the, the rest of this group. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely feels like it was a tear break right before him, so I don't think you could go wrong there. Um, and maybe maybe you'll say right after him that'll make your pick seem better. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Right after him, tear break. <laughs> no, no. I think I think he's a step down from those receivers for sure. Yeah, and I'm stalling here because I don't like my board at all for these next picks. Um, that might cause me to do something crazy here. I think I gotta go uh, against my instinct and against a lot of fantasy guys' instinct, and I gotta go Will Levis here, quarterback uh, out of Kentucky. Um, his analytics stink. His film apparently stinks, uh, but somehow the NFL still wants to draft him super high, and it's it's because he's toolsy, right? He has Josh Allen level tools, uh, but the the thing is, usually Josh Allen doesn't work out. Uh, but if you have the right situation, you put it all together with high draft capital and, and good development, um, it, it can work out, and the results can be phenomenal as we've seen with Josh Allen. And so that's what makes him worth it here at the 208. I think it's a fair argument because Will Levis is going to go high. And I think once he goes high in the NFL draft, I, I probably would have taken him already. I would take him over Michael Mayer. So it's probably, it's probably a good call. Uh, and actually I have a player over Mayer on my Debbie rankings that I f- forgot. So I'm going to take him here at the 209. I'm going to take Braylon Allen, the running back for Wisconsin. I think he has more upside than the rookie running backs that are still on the board. And, you know, the size, the speed, and Nelly, as you always say, how young, how damn young he is, is, (laughs) and and, you know, a good indication um, when you're pushing 220 and, you know, you you run like a 4-4. He's a big dude. I think I think after Braylon Allen, I don't feel super confident in any of the 2024 running backs, so I do like getting him here. Yeah, yeah, I kind of forgot about him. I'm not gonna lie. Um, two ten here. I'll go back to the rookie wide receivers or this year's rookie wide receivers. I'm going Traylon Burks, wide receiver at Tennessee, um, who I think was in a tier with those guys we mentioned earlier uh, before the season, um, and on a per route basis, he's performed similar to them. It's just he hasn't run a bunch of routes because at the beginning of the year. Uh, he was a little bit slower to acclimate, and he's dealt with injuries. But he he's come on strong when he's been healthy this year. 
uh, I think the upside is still there. He still he still has immense upside. Um, it's just that Tennessee situation needs to evolve a little bit to be a little bit more pass heavy, uh, and he just needs to stay in the field. Yeah, the up the upside is there. Uh, we'll see what Tennessee does. I'm going to go with a different rookie wide receiver here at the 211, one of my favorites, and that's Christian Watson, the receiver for the Green Bay Packers. That stretch that he had when Romeo Dubs was hurt was so good, kind of has fallen off a little bit. He's been banged up. Um, so similar to Traylon Burks, I think, in that sense, where there is some big downside here, but there is wide receiver one upside for the Packers. And you know what? Jordan Love looked pretty good. In the, in, when, when he got to play this year. So maybe Christian Watson can work it out. I, I think I'd rather have him than, you know, we've only taken one receiver from the 24 class. I'd rather Watson than them. And I think I feel more confident. You've seen him on the NFL field than the receivers left in the 23 class. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, the upside's huge there too. I think he's a pretty similar case to Burks. Uh, 212, I'll dip into that 24 wide receiver class that we talked about. Marvin Harrison Jr.'s uh, teammate, actually. I'm going to go with Amike Agbuka, um, who also had a great game. He actually had more yards than Marvin Harrison did this past weekend against Georgia. Um, he's performed very similar, similarly to Marvin Harrison this year, and it's gone under the radar because he is his teammate. Uh, so give me Amike Agbuka. Let's uh, let's go quickly through round two here. Two hundred one, Brock Bowers, tight end, Georgia. Two hundred two, Raheem Sanders, running back, Arkansas. Two hundred three, Jackson Smith and Jigbo, wide receiver, Ohio State. Two hundred four, Trayvon Henderson, running back, the Ohio State University. Two hundred five, Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. Two hundred six, Quentin Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. Two hundred seven, Michael Mayer, tight end, Notre Dame. Two hundred eight, Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky. Two hundred nine, Braylon Allen, running back, Wisconsin. Two hundred ten, Traylon Burks, wide receiver. Tennessee Titans, 211 Christian Watson, wide receiver, Green Bay Packers, and 212 Amike Buka, wide receiver, uh, the Ohio State University. We're, we'll do a, a kind of a rapid fire third round here, and just just you know tr- we'll try to I try to keep it minimal. It's always it's always hard, I think, to uh, keep minimal, especially when we're also juggling multiple sheets. So um, you know, it might still take us a little bit to make the picks, but. Let's, let's let's do it. Uh, so at the 301 here, I think I am in the right spot. I, I'm like debating, you know, I think a lot of this is debating like safety versus upside, right? Of what you want to take. Um, let me look at, let me just check this list. Nah, you know what? I'm going to take, we're, we're, we're both sitting here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I'm going to take Kenny Pickett. At the 301, two fourth fourth quarter, last minute drive victories. I was not a great fantasy quarterback right now, but I have to think with the way the Steelers draft receivers, Kenny Pickett will get there. I took too long to explain that, but there you go. Kenny Clutch, <laughs> fantasy points per comeback. He's going to win you the league. <laughs> it's not recency bias at all. No. Uh, 302, I'll go quarterback too, but someone who's kind of the opposite because I think he has immense upside, but it's going to take a lot for him to get there. That's Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. Um, everything I said about Will Levitt applies here, except I, well, he's raw, but has a little bit more upside. But also, I think the draft capital is less likely to happen. And so that's why he's, he's going here compared to where Levis went. 
303, I'm going to take Rashad White, running back Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think he looks like the future starter there, even with Leonard Fournette, you know, doing a little bit here uh, recently. But I do think that Rashad White is legitimate. Yeah, that's a fun one. Um, 304, I'll stop the slide. I'll go Xavier Worthy, wide receiver out of Texas. Uh, I know he was terrible this year. I still can't ignore that freshman season. Um, Rare error. Very few people did have done what he did in his freshman season. And despite him playing awful, uh, his numbers weren't awful this year. So, like, there's a floor to how bad he can be. And I'm hoping he can bounce back in year three. Okay. I'm uh, 305. I'm going to take George Pickens. I'll take Kenny Pickett's teammate, wide receiver out of the pit, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's played well. He's making some amazing catches. I don't know if he's ever going to be a wide receiver one, but I do think he's going to be a starter for a while, so I'll take the upside of 305. Points per highlight, King. Um, yeah, I don't know if he can get open, though. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm a little too cynical as a Steelers fan. Um 306, I'll go Zach Evans, running back out of Ole Miss. He's one of my favorite running backs in this class. Um, I would have pulled the trigger a while ago if at this point I knew that he was going to get drafted in the second round. Like, I think he's super talented. Um, I just need the NFL to confirm that. Um, And so uh, going here at 306, I think that's a good balance of that risk. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about him after we're done here too. Um, the 307, I'm also going to take a rookie in this upcoming class that wasn't supposed to be, but now he's back, and that's Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver for LSU. Um, for, for whatever reason, he's in the 2023 class now. And I, I just think in terms of upside, all-around talent, Boutte should still be a day-two pick. He's going to go behind some receivers that we haven't taken yet, but I, we saw what he did as a freshman. I think he has upside to be a wide receiver one in fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's got a ton of upside. Uh, 308, I'll do another rookie wide receiver. I think he's probably one of the guys you were referring to when you said someone who might go before him. That's Josh Downs, wide receiver out of UNC. Uh, Uber productive. Um, Small guy, quick. He's probably going to be a slot guy at the next level. Um, But that doesn't mean he can't be productive. Um, And so I'll take him here. Just make sure there's no one else that I want. Uh, no, I, I, I think I, I think I think I'm gonna take another. We're gonna go third straight rookie receiver here. But I, I just when I, when when there's a like first round, there's a first round re- receiver. I just can't not take him. So the three hundred nine, I'm taking Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver for Tennessee. I feel pretty confident he's gonna be a first round pick. So I'll, I'll draft him like. I'll, t- I'll take the hit. I think, you know, maybe he's not as all-around talented as Boutte, but the upside's there with the speed. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was next up for me. But, you know, we're still missing a first-round wide receiver. I'm one who actually has been pretty solid. That's Jahan Dotson, wide receiver for oh. the Washington Commanders. Good call. Um, it, that team is so frustrating because they just need a quarterback. And I don't know if it's going to happen, but when it does, Jahan Dotson's going to be very fantasy relevant. And he's been, I mean, he's been fantasy relevant this year because he's run hot on touchdowns, but uh, it's good value here. No, that, that actually is really good value. Yeah. 
probably should have taken him over Hyatt. Um, that's a good call. Uh, three eleven. This is my last pick. This is, I, I kinda, it's I, tough here. There, it's tough I mean, here. that was a big tier right there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I almost want to take one of your guys just to screw you, but I won't. I won't do that. I don't even know if you're going to take him anyway. Do it. But, I have uh, no idea who you're talking about. Oh yeah, that's fine. No, no, I'm going to take one of Kane's absolute favorite players here because I still think the PPR upside is going to be great. Three eleven. I'm taking Sean Tucker, running back for Syracuse. Now, I think I think Tucker's similar to Zach Evans. If I knew the draft capital was there, I'd take him much higher. I'm not 100 sure. Like I think Devin Chain from Texas A&M probably going to get drafted well before Sean Tucker. I think Sean Tucker has you know starting running back upside. So um, big big tier running backs here. I like I like Tucker. I think the most of the rest. Yeah. Shane's going to be mad, or Kane's going to be mad he didn't go earlier. That's the guy. Uh, yeah, he's going to be complaining in the Discord. He's going to be livid. Uh, three twelve. I'm going to go Brock Purdy. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to go. Brock Purdy. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> future, future San Francisco 49er Super Bowl winner Brock Purdy. Um, no, that's just a method of stalling because I don't know what to do here. Uh, let's go Donovan Edwards running back out of Michigan, who might have been who Shane was thinking I was going to take. I'm not sure. But, that was um, who I was thinking, yeah, you, you would take. So. Yeah, I, I just think the upside's there for him, too. You know, he's maybe slightly undersized, but he's kind of shown since Blake Corm got hurt that he can run between the tackles and he can be a three-down running back. And the emphasis is on the third down there because he's a very, very good receiver out of the backfield, and I think that that's key here. Yeah, so that's that's the that's the uh, third round here. Let's recap the third round. Three hundred one, Kenny Pickett, quarterback, Pittsburgh Steelers. Three hundred two, Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. Three hundred three, Rashad White, running back, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Three hundred four, Xavier Worthy, wide receiver, Texas. Three hundred five, George Pickens, wide receiver, Pittsburgh Steelers. Three hundred six, Zach Evans, running back, Ole Miss. Three hundred seven, Keyshawn Boutte, wide receiver, LSU. Three hundred eight, Josh Downs, wide receiver, North Carolina. Three hundred nine, Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver, Tennessee Volunteers. 310, Jahan Dawson, wide receiver, Washington Commanders. 311, Sean Tucker, running back, Syracuse. And 312, Donovan Edwards, running back, University of Michigan. Um, so what, what I, real quick I want to talk about, and then we'll wrap up the show, but Zach Evans went 306. That was, I think, our RB3 for the 2023 class, right? Um, you know, and, and I took Tucker, and that was about it. Like, is, is the reason for that just we don't know the draft capital yet? Do you think that the, the class itself – because I think the class is really good. I've been tweeting about it. Everyone's declaring. Every single one's declaring. we got a couple more to go. But I, I, I think right now it's tough to know who's going to go high second round, top 50, and who's going to go you know bottom of the third round, beginning of fourth round. Is that why you're hesitant? I, I think it's why I was Absolutely. It's there's more demand than there is supply, even though there's a ton of supply. Like you and I were talking about on the second podcast, there's like there's 20 running backs in this class that we both like a lot, but there aren't 20 running back slots in the the first three rounds of the NFL draft. And so some guys are going to be rendered not irrelevant, but they're going to be given an uphill battle uh, to start off with. And so it's it's hard because a lot of these guys, there's not much separating them from an evaluation standpoint. So like it's hard to plant flags on these guys ahead of time in terms of value. 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm with you. Like, I feel like it's right now it's really difficult. And I, I think if we do this same draft again in May, I think a lot of those players are going to go much, much, much higher. Right. Um, but yeah, it's about figuring out, you know, how does the NFL feel? How do we feel? And how does it compare? I think, I think it's, it's tough right now. So I, I don't think take this draft as like, oh, you know, Zach Evans is going to be the 107, 108. So I should trade, um, you know, I, sh- I should trade for Amike Buka for that pick or I should trade for George Pickens for that pick. Right. Like, I don't think that's it. Cause I think the 108 is more valuable than some of these players that went before him before Zach Evans. But, um, you know, by that, but that's, that's part of the issue. Yeah. Yeah, you absolutely. Know I don't know. Uh, so let's let's do a quick quick history minute. Uh, I'll do a little little court ca- federal court case here for you, Nelly uh, Leonard v. PepsiCo. Have you ever heard of this court case? I have not. No. All right. Yeah. So so it's it's a I think I think it's a fun one. 1999. This was decided, and maybe this is before your time, but in the late 90s, Pe- Pepsi had this big promotion kind of loyalty thing where you when you buy Pepsis, you'd get Pepsi points. And you could send them in for stuff, you know, for prizes and things, right? So they had this commercial that's pretty infamous. All these like kids going to high school and it had all the prizes in it. Some kids driving a car that's, you know, two, two million Pepsi points and they had got little things. And as kind of a joke at the end of the commercial, this kid flies in uh, a, a Harrier to Harrier jet to high school and Pepsi puts up 7 million Pepsi points for this jet. Right. And so some guy figured out there was ways to like buy, you know, buy like promotional points that he could basically pay 10 cents a point. And um, this jet was worth, you know, 34, $37 million. So, you know, he ends up paying like, you know, 70 grand or whatever. And I said it was about $700,000, but he got it. He got the points for the jet and he sends in the points for the jet. Pepsi does not have a military grade jet, surprisingly, and cannot give it to him. And so he, um, so he, he sues him and it goes to court. (laughs) Whereas like, Hey, I got the points for this jet. Uh, He claimed breach of contract and fraud. And ultimately he lost the case. So the, the judge ruled and it was upheld in appeal that a reasonable person would not think that Pepsi actually had a jet. The jet was computer generated in the commercial and a high school kid would not would not be able to fly a jet to high school. They wouldn't have a place for it to park. There's no way that this was reality. And so he was out seven hundred thousand dollars and did not get a jet. Ultimately, Pepsi That's did rigged. change. Pepsi did change the ad. And I think they made it seven billion points and said just kidding. Uh, when they that <laughs> there you go. The just kidding <laughs> solves everything. Nah, that's that's not cool by Pepsi. They owe that guy a jet. Yeah, they, they at least at least pay him back for the points. Like I, I have not found anything where they pay, actually paid him back. Like at least give him his seven hundred thousand dollars and call it a day. Like geez, at least. Yeah. Plus court fees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at all that. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> who's Go ahead. Why don't you start with your buy, sell, and unknown stock here? Yeah, let's run through some uh, Debbie quarterbacks here. So I'm buying Duke quarterback Riley Leonard. Um, 
He's a 2024 guy, so he won't be in this class. He could potentially be in next class. Um, I think he has a good argument to the to be the quarterback three in this class. Um, I really do. On current trajectory, he's been the third best quarterback in this class. Um, obviously, Quinn Ewers has been given the benefit of the doubt by a lot of people, and he will be by the NFL if he can turn it around. But uh, but uh, Riley Leonard has been very, very good. He's been a good passer, and he's been very good on the ground as well. Uh, and it's gone under the radar, I think, because it's at Duke and because Drake May is like next door and has overshadowed that. Uh, but he's legit. He's got size. He's got arm talent. Um, and he's like not even on Debbie radars for a lot of people. Uh, my cell is Grayson McCall at Coastal Carolina. Um, the efficient king, like the most efficient college quarterback of all time, which is which is great. But his offense was a little bit gimmicky. And so he entered the transfer portal this this past or this offseason. And the hope was he would go to a power five school with a regular offense and kind of prove that the efficiency wasn't just offense generated. And uh, he's withdrawn from the portals going back to Coastal Carolina. Now they have a new head coach, um, Tim Beck coming over from NC state. So I don't think it'll be as gimmicky, but um, I just think the NFL upside is kind of gone with him staying um, like in terms of going first round and anyone who's not a first round quarterback is probably not Debbie relevant. Uh, and so I know he's out there on a couple rosters uh, for Debbie. He was on one of mine and I think he's, he's a good sell at this point. Um, my unknown, and actually we're staying in the Carolinas for this one too, is, um, is MJ Morris quarterback at NC state. Um, who I, I, th- I could swear I've talked about him before, but, um, he was sneakily the best freshman quarterback in the country this year. Um, both he, he got it done in the air. He was efficient through the air, but he's also a good athlete on the ground. Um, and I'm also super excited about the fact that Robert Renee is coming in from Syracuse and, and Virginia before that, uh, because they run an, a, a high powered offense, um, lots of volume in the air and, and supports a mobile quarterback. The reason why this is an unknown stock is because there's rumors of Brennan Armstrong heading there. And so, like, if he's not a starting quarterback this year, like, that would just be a shame to me because I feel like he has a ton of talent. He, he looked good as a freshman. But, I mean, if they're bringing in a quarterback in the portal that has played with this offensive coordinator before, he's he's going to be taking a backseat. Look, I you went all Carolina quarterbacks, all three. Yeah, that wasn't planned. I but I realized it as I was doing it. That's that's pretty impressive. I'm gonna pat myself that's, on that's the back. Impressive. And I like MJ Morris. So I really hope he starts next year. So and uh yeah, Riley Leonard's probably gonna be my like dart throw in my deep Debbie drafts last round. Just take him. He's he's good. And you know what else? Mobile native, so he will be if he if he stays for four years, we'll be at the senior bowl, no doubt. So that you'll get you'll get another sell opportunity somewhere. Um my buy, I'm going to NFL. And it's dirty, but I'm buying Derek Carr. Like his his values dropped off so much. He he's going to be a starting NFL quarterback next year. Okay, he's more talented than like I'm not saying he's good, but he's more talented than probably 25 percent of the starters that started this past week in the NFL. You know, he's he, he, and if he goes to the Jets, he goes to somewhere with weapons. You can buy him for a late second for maybe someone gives him up for an early third if they're desperate. Like, you know, you can buy him and resell him when he gets a job or 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 use him and try to win a, a title. Like, it can happen. So I'm buying Derek Carr. I never thought I'd say that again. My, my sell, and 
maybe this goes along the lines of MJ Morris a bit, but I'm selling Devin Brown, Ty Simpson. Um, Devin Brown, quarterback at Ohio State. Ty Simpson, quarterback at Alabama. True freshman. And a lot of people draft them highly. They're highly recruited quarterbacks. Probably going to compete, quote unquote, for the job. But there's a, they weren't backups this year. I th- I'll be really surprised if they jump Jalen Milrow and Kyle McCord to take the job. And so I think there's a, a chance to sell now or maybe when they're in competition. And, you know, a lot of the Debbie community likes the younger players sometimes a little too much. And you can sell them. And there might be an opportunity to buy them back when they lose the job for cheaper if you still like the player. So, um, you know, sell them for some Debbie picks and you'll be good. My unknown is uh, the Penn State running backs, Nick Singleton and Katron Allen. I like them both. They're literally, you know, in, in the 2025 NFL draft right now, my running back rankings, Nick Singleton's second, Katron Allen is third. You know, I think my unknown with that is, are they worth it? Does there come a point when you, when you have these two running backs on a team um, that, yeah, I still don't think Penn State's going to be less like Uber run every down, you know, kind of team. Can they produce both produce enough to be, top picks is there a good chance one falls off i don't know i'll buy in the talent i'm probably going to draft katron allen a lot because i think people are overlooking him for singleton um but like maybe they kind of hurt each other in value i'm not sure so there's mine yeah that's a great that's a great call there at the end that's a major dilemma that i'm struggling with too all right that's the show thanks for uh hanging out with us um I will talk. I don't know if we'll have a show next week. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys, but the national championship will be on when we generally record the show. I know last year we did not. We took a week off. So we might take a week off for the national championship game. We'll see. Um, but you can catch college football overdrive podcast. They're still going strong here with some of the bowl games and playoff games. Um, join our discord. Hit me up if you need a link or look at the Debbie marketplace Twitter account. You do. And if you join the secret shopper program at $25 for an entire year, yeah, the whole year. Uh, we do a second podcast every week, so you actually get double the podcasts if you sign up. Um, you know, super cheap. It's a little over two bucks a month. Um, but you can talk to me about it. I'm happy to talk about it. Other than that, Nelly, you got anything else? No. Go TCU. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Look, I look. I'm running for TCU as well. Hope hope they win it all. So we'll, we'll see y'all soon. Thanks so much.